0: Hello, and welcome to Two Drinking Buddies in Tokyo. I'm your co-host, Kyle.
1: And I'm Kayo.
0: And we are here to take you on a tour of some of the best places for tipples in Tokyo, Japan.
1: We're gonna introduce places not on your typical Michelin star list, but places we like to go to and enjoy, and we think you'll like them too. So, come by.
0: Okay, good evening. Kyle,
1: is it already recording? It is recording. <laughs> I'm we're sorry. we're we, are, we are live. I didn't know you were recording.
0: And welcome to the uh, the episode. So we are going to talk about a couple of different places uh, today. Um, actually, before we get started, we always talk about what it is that we're drinking.
1: What are we drinking today, Kyle?
0: Uh, so we have a bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon from California. Yum. It's not quite as fancy as it sounds, but it's very good. It's called uh, Backstory. Uh, it's a 2018 vintage.
1: Don't look up the price on the on Google or anything.
0: <laughs> we're very cautious about the, <laughs> the prices of the wines that we, we feature on this this show. Uh, it is from Parlier, California, as we were just looking up. Parlier. Uh, it looks like it could be pronounced Parlier, but we've decided because it's America, it's most likely Parlier, not Parlier. Parlier. Yeah uh fresno. so <laughs> that's right fresno california uh, shout out to all of the uh fresno listeners Woo-hoo. so we thought we'd start out this episode by talking a little bit about a, a story or a backstory something Back that we can story. share with our listeners um kyle do you have anything that you want to want to share
1: my backstory well you're gonna find out a lot about me through this podcast but uh, what do i have to share uh my uncle was a barber it's oh. My my backstory. Yeah. So I come from a family of hair cutters. In, nice. In Japan. That would explain a lot. You've my, got a very nice, nice hair. I've nice got a good, yes. a good head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> and well, it's well, well groomed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so yeah, we like to cut our own hair in my family. Wow. <laughs> my uncle's father cut the emperor's brother's hair. So wow. I know that sounds like very like secondhand. But um, yeah, that That's was a big, big, big deal back then.
0: Which emperor was that? Showa, up uh
1: the hero Hirohita, the hero brother oh wow so the Showa emperor's yeah. brother huh. big Bang deal back that's very then.
0: big so he was like a regular barber for the uh
1: Regular barber, but barbershops back then were like an extravagant thing. So I did a, like a family tree thing when I was in elementary school and they sent me all these photos of the barbershop. It's like, they had like six employees. They had like two people doing nails and things for men. So like doing manicures for men was a big thing back then. Wow. So they have people like polishing nails, one man for your beard, one man for your mustache, one person to wash your hair, one person to cut your hair. Wow. But
0: yeah. Huh. So where was the, where was his uh, barbershop?
1: This was in Itabashi.
0: Itabashi. Yeah, I in know. Tokyo. So just a little bit north of, kind mm-hmm. of like the central part of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And is he still running that barbershop?
1: No, he retired about ten years ago. Uh, so and no one to carry on the legacy oh, of the no,
0: barbershop. So, so the barbershop's not there anymore then. No. Oh, uh, unfortunately. Unfortunately not. Huh. So I wonder who's taking care of the uh, imperial household. <laughs> <laughs> chops at the moment, right?
1: Huh. I don't know. Yeah. He's got some nice hair too. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
0: uh, that's pretty exciting. Uh, so when you were a child did you do you remember actually getting your hair cut, like at your own place? I did, place? but
1: he wasn't very good with like girls or, or women. He was more right. about like men's right. haircuts. Right. 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 He did perms. Oh, that was probably a big perms thing. Perms for men in the eighties. Yeah, was a really big thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was the roaring eighties oh, in Japan. It was
1: so smelly though, like perm, perm dye, not perm dye, perm gel stuff. Or, Ugh, or something. like that.
0: Gross. Huh. Disgusting.
1: Wow anyway well that's
0: a great backstory <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about you what's your backstory uh, Tao, that you definitely not share? as
0: imperial or as exciting as that uh, but one of my first times to Japan was when I came as a, a university exchange student uh, to Sophia University and uh, I remember we arrived the first night and uh, you know had a dinner it was, everybody was very tired jet lagged so then we had to go to the school the next day and uh Prior to our activities, we were, you know, encouraged to go and have lunch with different members of the team (laughs) to try to get to know each other. So I was thinking, oh, man, I definitely don't want to be doing this, right? You know, you're early 20-something, you're kind of awkward, don't know anybody. So I looked around, I was like, I'm going to try to go with a person who knows who looks like he's where he's going to go. And so there was a Korean guy that was uh, part of the program, and he had been to Japan a few times, ah. so, so he took me out uh, and a couple others, and we went across the street to Yoshinoya. Follow
1: me. I know where to go. <laughs> That's right. Yoshinoya?
0: Yoshinoya, which is uh, the staple of the Japanese uh, salaryman or the, the university student. It's
1: Yoshinoya everywhere around the world.
0: <laughs> it's definitely great in Japan, though. So mm-hmm. when I went there, uh, it's basically just counter seats, right? And you've got, like, the picture menu, which is great if you don't speak a lot of Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um but the one thing that I remember very distinctly was that you can order the beef bowl. So that's what they're famous for, right? Just beef on rice. Um, and it comes in different sizes. And so you can small, medium, or large. But, you know, the medium is like the regular size. And so when I said I wanted the medium, which in Japanese is like futsu or regular,
1: <laughs> regular, yeah.
0: nobody actually knew what that meant because mm. they have a special naming system for it, which is just basically nami. That's true. And so, in fact, if you order... You don't even have to say, I want a beef bowl or I want a regular beef bowl. All you have to say is this word, Nami, Mm. and you'll get Mm -hmm. the medium-sized beef bowl.
1: Nami, yeah. It's particular to Yoshinaya beef bowl fast food. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe like chain pasta places, but you don't get that many chain pasta places.
0: It's weird because you don't even have to specify what it is. You just say that word. Oh, that's true. Which doesn't even... Register yeah outside of that restaurant except that yeah mm-hmm. you get that regular beef bowl that's so true. and it was good and I still have a very fond uh, place in my heart for Yoshinoya.
1: Yoshinoya is good. Yoshinoya is very good breakfast. Too. Yeah, I recommend Yoshinoya right. for breakfast. That's true. That's true. For like three bucks, you can get like a healthy, like helping of everything. Yeah,
0: you get like this grilled fish or sometimes the soup and rice. You get rice a little and...
1: beef bowl too. Yeah, yeah, It's right. really good. But we should tell our listeners there's no chicken teriyaki. In that's
0: Yoshinoya. right. So yeah, being from the US, if you know Yoshinoya, it's like teriyaki. There's
1: no chicken teriyaki anywhere. Actually, <laughs> I know. you should tell people well, <laughs> you can't just stop step into a restaurant and order chicken teriyaki. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's
0: really kind of a uh, more like a uh, even at home. I don't know many people. Do many people make teriyaki? No, Not a whole lot, right? <laughs> it's definitely like an American Japanese American sort it is of thing.
1: Yeah. Japanese American, American Japanese.
0: Well, that's a Backstory for us to get this episode started. So we've got a couple of uh, places that we want to love to introduce you to um, The first one's actually in the Meguro area um, So Meguro is on the Yamanote line and there's it's a nice it, it's a little bit more relaxed It's not quite as upbeat or crowded as Shinjuku or um, Shibuya even. Um, mm, mm-hmm. But it's pretty close to those places, i It say. is, yeah. yeah.
1: It's very famous for its cherry blossoms. That's right, yes. So mm. if you're
0: here in uh, March or maybe early April, you can walk down to the uh, Meguro River and see the cherry blossoms. Um, so the first place that we're going to introduce is a place called uh, Bistro Shin. <laughs> uh, we
1: love Bistro Shin. We love Shin. Bistro
0: <laughs> Shin. It's, like, it's it, great. It is really nice. And the great thing about it is, is that it's... Um, so as you're walking away from the station, uh, Meguro is kind of actually, the station's up on a hill. Mm. So mm-hmm. you kind of walk down the hill. Uh, and there are a lot of shops and restaurants, and just an incredible number of bars. And uh,
1: they're kind of hidden away too. Some of them are like in basements and buildings right. and stuff.
0: Yeah, you, you look up, you look down, you look sideways, and you can find mm-hmm. some really great places.
1: machine um, is quite small, though isn't it? It's it is, tucked yes. Away. Yeah.
0: So basically, it, you. I think if you were to line up three people shoulder to shoulder, you'd probably fill <laughs> up the entire like width, width of the, the, the restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, but it's very long. Yeah. 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 So when you go in, uh, actually, there's we should probably recommend that there's more than one location, and they're very close to each other, aren't they? Mm I
1: don't mm -hmm. think they're
0: next to each other.
1: They're close. They're not next to each other. Yeah. It's like
0: there's one smaller restaurant in between, Mm -hmm, and then there's like, mm -hmm. or maybe two restaurants in between. So there's Bistro Shin, and then there's Bistro Shin Two, Two. (laughs) (laughs) and you can recognize it because there's a big two written over the uh, um, the sign. Um, but yeah, as Kyle mentioned, they're really small. Um, so if you go in, you kind of have to, you know, contort your body a little bit to kind of get past people. And it's a, the other thing is it's a, standing it's a standing bar, bar restaurant. Um, I think they have a couple of counter seats. Mm,
1: Some stools. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if you uh, call ahead of time and get a reservation, um, I think you can reserve those counter seats with the stools. Um, but otherwise, you have to just kind of take your your, your luck and, mm. uh, mm-hmm. and go and stand in there.
1: That's fun, though. It's quite noisy, but yeah. crowded. Bumping into people is part of the experience. <laughs> and you can chat and, 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 you know, talk to the people next to you as well. That's the fun of a, a standing bar or tachinomiya.
0: I would say as well with Meguro, like the people there are very um, kind of, you know, stylish trendy you know it's generally just kind of a nice place to visit and see what's happening in in tokyo um
1: our type of peeps (laughs) like to drink like to eat that's right stylish and
0: like to stand as well (laughs) Um, uh. When you walk in, uh, I think one of the first things that you'll notice is just that there's all of these signs, like handwritten signs posted up all over the restaurant, and that is their collection of basically dishes mm. and drinks. And it's a yeah, it's it's gonna be quite interesting to just look around and see all of the it Japanese is characters. A
1: little bit intimidating, but also quite exciting. You yeah. can just kind of look around and and have fun doing that.
0: Mm. So what uh, what What do we go there for? What's the, obviously, not just for the environment and the atmosphere, which is one thing.
1: Mm -hmm. The food and the wine. The
0: wine. I, I wonder if they have backstory, actually. It'd be nice to see if they do. They have a great selection of wine.
1: Apparently, they do. We were looking it up. They apparently have 125 types of wines by the glass. Wow. And over 400 bottles of wine.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah, we looked it up. I don't. It seems like most of the menu for the wine menu is in Japanese, but mm. I'm sure you'll be able to navigate your way around by saying oh, I want red or I want white, mm. and then if you if you do have a type of wine, if you want a cabernet or whatever, you can just ask for, it. and then just say your price, mm. um, and they'll probably bring out a few bottles for you to to choose from. So don't try to you know Google translate the entire wine menu because that will take you a very long time. Um, just tell them the type of wine you like uh, and uh, your price range. No that's sure right. They'll recommend something.
0: Yeah, I think I remember that they've got everything from, you know, Old World, Italian, French, Spanish, but they've also got a lot of New World wines. so you can get California, Australia, um, South African. But
1: affordable, that's the yes, thing. That's yes,
0: that's right. I think it's because they're, they're a really small restaurant and they don't have seats, mm. so the idea is that their turnover is going to be very high and so they can co- probably get slightly lower prices and mm-hmm. just get more people coming and going.
1: Yeah, they don't have to worry too much, when I, we were talking about I was in Australia last week, um, and wines there are like 65 or $80 per bottle Australian mm, yep. dollars, but in Japan you can get a good bottle of wine for like three thousand yen yeah, maybe or five, 20 dollars, you know.
0: maybe at most. And yeah. yeah, it goes goes up from there, of course, but it's definitely very reasonable. Mm. Um, so they have a huge selection of wine, uh, but then their menu as well, as we mentioned. So they've got a uh, you know just signs all over. It's like bombarding, you know, uh, signs all over of different types of menus. And uh, according, yeah, to their website, they have over 180 items on that they can create, which you would never think. Like, again, three people across, and maybe, I don't know, you could probably fit, I don't know, 30 people in that restaurant total.
1: It's, the ki- you don't even know where the kitchen well, the is. The kitchen, it's so yeah. Small. It's,
0: the kitchen looks really small. It's like, wow, they're going to make 180 different items <laughs> out of that little kitchen. <laughs>
1: But well, your normal American diner has like 180 items. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: true. Variations, right? <laughs> one has cheese, one doesn't have cheese. Uh, one has fish, one doesn't have fish. Uh, but I think they also have a little bit of economies of scale because they've got the one restaurant and then they've got the other one just a couple mm, a couple rows down true. so they can probably share share that's with each true. other. Yeah. They've also got some secret menu items, I think, as mm. well. That if you... If you kind of look, everything is sort of postered up so you can see it within view. But if you kind of really start to snoop around, you can find, like, mm. hidden signs in different parts of the restaurant.
1: That's true, yeah. I wouldn't get too intimidated, though, because you, you're obviously not going to be able to read the signs because right. they're right. all in Japanese. So we've picked out a few menu items. Is this this one we have here maybe one of the secret items Are we're going to talk about? Mm. Uh, deer? Yes,
0: yeah. We can, we'll come <laughs> to that one. Yes, yeah. What are some um, of the more n- normal or... Popular items, I guess. <laughs> um,
1: the most popular item apparently is their cabbage flavored with anchovies, mm. or anchovy cabbage is how you would order it. Anchovy That's right. cabbage.
0: Anjo- anchovy cabbage.
1: If you don't like anchovies. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say stop listening to this podcast, but no. We still want you to listen we still want you to, to the podcast. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um but I love anchovies. Anchovies are great. And you'll find a lot of anchovies in, in bistro type food in Japan.
0: Yeah, that's right. So the um how would you describe it? I mean, it's not like it's overwhelming, but it's definitely kind of, you know, it's a more refined taste, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good. It goes really good with uh, with wine. It goes good with uh, beer or other drinks that you want to have. Uh, so the anchovy with cabbage, they usually mm. um, stir fry, right? So it's like yeah, a stir fry yeah, dish. Uh, great for snacking. Very healthy, I think, as well. I think to, yeah. so. Yeah, you know, the...
1: We talked about cabbage, didn't we? We talked That's about right. Japanese love of cabbage. That's and right. so this is one of those dishes where you see coming together cabbage and seafood. That's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. Um, which is a lot healthier than the other item, which is also very popular on the list, uh, French fries or potato <laughs> fries, as they say in Japanese.
1: Oh, the French fries are lovely. You can get yeah. French fries in every type of, of uh, izakaya or, you know, bar in Japan. They're really good. But the ones here... Are good and they have different types so you can just get normal french fries if that's what you like or you can get them with like parmesan cheese mm. or our favorite which is with cilantro cilantro
0: or uh what's the so, other word for cilantro um Pakchi. or shansai shansai
1: <laughs> in chinese there's one other word for there's par- another word? Uh, coriander
0: coriander yes thank you mm,
1: so many different <laughs> as the oxford dictionary once said Coriander tastes like bedbugs. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Oxford, uh, what is it? Something for food to food? Oxford Dictionary to oh, Food? Oh, Dictionary Oxford of Food. Yeah. thing to food. Uh, it says yes. In a tastes like bedbugs. Coriander tastes like. But who's eating bedbugs? Yeah,
0: that's right. Do, bed, do bedbugs even have like a smell? Oh, no. That is very strange. <laughs> How would you? I mean, yeah, coriander, pakchi, cilantro is not for everybody. But I think probably if you've spent any time in North America and eaten, you know, uh, oh, Latin American food, Spanish food, Mexican food, yeah, cilantro is all over. So, But Yum. Japanese people also tend to be kind of like a love hate relationship mm, with. That's
1: true. They um, always ask you if you can eat cilantro or they say pakchi. So pakchi is probably the most common way of saying it. Right. I think that's the Thai. Oh, is that what it's? A,
0: I was always wondering where, where I'm they come sure. from. That's yeah. just my guess. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it, yeah. Because it's like, uh, it's not definitely that. Like,
1: Shinsai is Chinese. the
0: Chinese version oh. of it. Um, so it's definitely not from the, that part of the world. Mm. Um, but then there was like a period, I think maybe a couple of years ago or last year. Where it was, like, there was this huge boom for, like, uh, pakchi or coriander. Mm, there
1: were pak- pakchinistas. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was really weird. Like, you could go to the stores and you couldn't buy it yeah. because it was all, like, sold out everywhere. Um, yeah.
1: The pakchinistas.
0: Like, actual restaurants were being built on this idea of, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, having yeah, cilantro yeah, or coriander yeah. as the mm-hmm. main ingredient. hmm
1: um, but the menu does have a lot of things with cilantro or pake. Yes,
0: that's right
1: um the french fries are one mm-hmm. there's also a salad made out of uh, r- arugula arugula uh, uh, watercress cilantro, cr- yeah watercress yeah mm. and it, it
0: comes like they've it's huge. i don't know how they it's
1: in a, like a block it's, it's a block like, it's like right? A block.
0: yeah so there's <laughs> like this like I don't know eight by four it's huge. Uh, you know white Uh, rectangular plate and then they somehow managed to like
1: pack this entire cinder block
0: yeah it's incredible and when you try to eat it you if you just like you you navigate your chopsticks (laughs) and then you can like figure out how to get one leaf out and without you know bringing the whole thing down
1: if you're okay with cilantro we definitely recommend the arugula watercress Uh, cilantro salad that's really nice (laughs)
0: and I think the dressing is like it's kind of like a Japanese style it's sort of uh, there's definitely some soy sauce in there and uh, yeah maybe some oil it's anyway it it tastes very healthy and it's it's delicious yeah Uh, and it just comes in such a big block so
1: I mean Yeah. yeah and they have lots of other menu items too I mean yep Oh gosh, any types of pasta. They have most types of pasta, lots of rice dishes. They have curry, if you like curry rice, they mm. have their own type of curry rice, which is really good. Um, but they do have though, the hidden menu you mm. mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, and the one that we wanted to talk about was Ezoshika. Ezoshika. <laughs> What well, you e- could order just like lamb. They have some really nice lamb dishes. Yeah, that's right. A lot and, of meat, actually. And beef yeah, dishes. Beef, uh-huh. They have like beef tongue yeah. and like beef Roast steak beef and, yeah. and all of these nice ones. But if you were out for a little adventure, mm. you might want to order the ezo shika.
0: Right. What is ezo shika? So uh, shika means it's like a type of deer, basically. It's like a of deer.
1: It's like, you know, your grown-up Bambi.
0: Yeah. <laughs> elk maybe elk would be the closest Uh, it's definitely very large uh, a large species of shika deer deer. Um, Mm. they are indigenous to the island of hokkaido which is in the north part of japan yeah and usually when you order this it's like a seared or you know semi-raw version Mm. of it Mm. so you're really getting the essence of the deer um and of course like any deer or elk it's probably gonna be a little bit gamey um so you know it comes with some soy sauce or um ginger or something to kind Mm. of give it a little bit of take take the edge off i'd say
1: goes really well with that red wine yeah definitely but i mean it's a it's a japanese deer if you're looking for you know uh domestic dishes (laughs) (laughs) this is the one to try I always remember ezoshika when I was uh, working in, in Hokkaido in some of the winters, the um, trains in, in Hokkaido are pretty reliable, but you know they get delayed sometimes because they've hit something and usually oh, it's an ezoshika no, that they've hit oh, no. on their way.
0: <laughs> Don't worry, it's, uh, they would take care of it, they wouldn't just eat it, eat, eat it right there on the spot. <laughs> this is not uh, a barbaric country. <laughs> but it's
1: like it's like it's nice it's it's like a a little more gamey than a lamb maybe Mm, yes yeah kind of like yeah between a lamb and a nice steak
0: right yeah i would say it's probably not i don't know for me lamb has a little bit more of like that sort of gamey taste Mm. to it um she goes a little bit more mild at least to me um so bistro shin they actually so we we talked about the two locations that are right next to each other it's bistro shin couple doors down, there's Bistro Shin 2. And they've just recently opened a third location also at Meguro, but just on the other side of the station called Bistro Shin Sante, uh, which I would assume means something like three or the the next one. Um, And that one's nice because it's in a brand new building and again it has that nice feel where you've got all of like the, the menu items handwritten up on the uh, signs on the wall
1: it's a bit larger but it's right? much
0: larger yes mm-hmm. so uh, rather than
1: and easier to get home yes you're at the station. <laughs>
0: that's right <laughs> you don't have to truck up the hill drink too much that's right uh, so yeah it's much closer to the station and it's larger um, so if you're going to go there with a larger party or yeah you want just a little bit more space that's probably the, mm. the, the place to go um, according to the website, Bistro Shin was founded in 2006, uh, and the chef um, is from Niigata.
1: Oh uh, no is, wonder. Yeah. Niigata has the best food. Yes,
0: and also very nice Japanese sake as well. Mm. Um, so uh, he studied uh, French food, French cuisine, uh, as well as wine, and uh, went and studied in France for a little while, um, and then came back to Japan. I think worked in a couple of different, uh, f- you know, fairly well-known restaurants, French restaurants, and then started uh, Bistro Shin. Mm. So um, if yeah, highly recommend. It's a great place to go. Uh, great food, just. An incredible number of different items and then wonderful yeah. types of wine.
1: Very casual. I mean, I think Japan has some of the the best French food outside of France probably. <laughs> um, but affordable and casual. So you don't have to, you know, worry about wearing a necktie or whatever. You can just enjoy Oh no, yeah. You that's know, right. casual good French food with some good French wine with all your best friends. That's
0: right. And uh, it's probably very reasonably priced, I'd say, you know, you go there, have wine, you get some food, maybe three four thousand yen a person um and uh it's non-smoking which uh-huh. is great so uh it's a very small restaurant so yeah you don't have to worry about smoking um but i think it is cash only um so make sure you load up on some yen before you, <laughs> before you head over there
1: <laughs>
0: yeah anything else about bistro no yeah, i think that's totally it.
1: recommend one of my favorite places yeah it's
0: great so uh where's our next place
1: our next place is. You can take a train there from Meguro. It will take you a while. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's in Yotsuya, which is near Shinjuku. It's yeah. kind of in between Shinjuku and the Imperial uh, Palace, maybe. Yeah, Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. in Tokyo. Um, but there is a very nice neighborhood in that area called Arakicho. Mm. And if you have a chance to spend. <laughs> I don't know, if you spend a month every day at <laughs> <laughs> a different place in Arakisho, you still wouldn't have gone to all of That's the great right. places in Arakisho. It's, it's an amazing, it's a very small um, but amazing neighborhood full of tiny little bars and um, That only seat five or six people uh hidden away i mean golden guy is very famous and in in the books you'll find lots of information about golden guy but you probably won't find too much information about arakicho Uh, it's very old it's been there for you know like probably thousands of years where people uh went there for drinks and and to eat uh and enjoy their evenings uh Unfortunately, I think most of the restaurants and bars there are, are closed on the weekends. It's for some reason kind of a weekday type yeah. of place, um, but definitely recommend these kind of interesting izakayas, interesting restaurants and bars that are in Arakisho. Uh, so today we're going to introduce Yotsia Cocktail. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Love how you said that, the cocktail. Uh actually uh yeah it's if you try to google it or google map it uh and you just put in a cocktail as if you're you know writing regular cocktail I didn't say cocktail
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, cocktail.
0: <laughs> that's how you I think you have to do like the speech recognition when you're trying to search for this place just copy what Kai was saying there um, but yeah the regular spelling of cocktail doesn't actually pull it up um, so the way to find it because um, it is a little bit off the beaten path in Arakicho uh, would be to type in Yotsuya Y-O-T-S-U-Y-A and then cocktail uh, spelled K-O-K-U-T-E-L-R-U what? <laughs> <laughs> cocktail, yeah. Uh, so obviously, it's a little bit off the beaten path, but it is a great uh, place to enjoy some cocktails.
1: Some cocktails, yes
0: it um as Kyle was talking earlier like this this whole neighborhood has sort of a retro sort of old you know 1960s 70s feel to it um and this bar definitely has that going for it as well um the nice thing about it too is that again you walk in Obviously, we, we're going to introduce lots of different types of great high-end cocktail places that you can find only in Tokyo, but this place is, it has that feeling of being sort of high-end, but very accessible, mm, so.
1: Yeah, you get your bartenders in bow ties and little black vests and things, you know, shaking up their cocktails and things, but uh, it's still very reasonably, pre- you don't have to worry or you know look at your wallet and you know count the number of bills you have in there (laughs) (laughs) it's very laid back uh very nice but it's got that you know wooden paneling Mm. you know the bar is like one big slab of whatever kind of tree they cut down (laughs) to make it (laughs) and then in the back shelf they have all these types of liquors and whiskey in the back Mm. uh and it's just a very nice uh, feel or vibe yeah. that you get from Yotzya Cocktail.
0: They'll give you the uh, the nice you know warm uh, towel or shibori when you when you sit down, and um, and it's one of those places again. You could probably say whatever you want and they'll figure out a way to make it Mm, Um, because they've just mm -hmm, got so many different types mm -hmm. of liquor on store there um so definitely a place to go if you are a connoisseur of you know the whiskeys or uh, cocktails you
1: definitely have to try the japanese whiskeys while you're here so
0: if you can get them, I mean, there's some that are just like uh, actually, you can't get the really famous ones because I think they're all sold out for you know the next ten yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're all they're all maturing, right? Uh, but you can get ones that they probably haven't exported overseas, um, but that they're producing like non-vintage uh, whiskeys um, from you know the big makers or even some of the smaller ones as well. Um, so probably one of the best things if you're a big whiskey fan is to just ask the bartender, you know, what mm. what whiskeys would what you, do recommend? you
1: recommend? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and uh, even if you're not a big fan of whiskey but you want to try something with maybe you know but you don't want to go straight uh do shots or anything like that you can always <laughs> you can always uh, mix it with a little bit of soda water get the highball
1: whiskey highball whiskey
0: highballs yeah mm-hmm. those are great uh and uh, as i've found out uh whiskey is one of the um how should i say it the more uh, healthy options oh, for yeah. al- alcohol mm-hmm. Uh, Especially with soda water, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's basically a much lower calorie count than beer Mm -hmm. or even a glass of wine, apparently. So if you're conscious about your waistline, the highball is a good
1: good option. Low low in calorie. That's all right. High in
0: taste. Uh, And so obviously coming here for cocktails, whiskeys, whiskey highballs. um, There's probably a couple other things that we would probably recommend um i had a uh, martini there that was really good oh. i like to go around and try martinis to different places and see how they uh how they make them
1: really yeah the thing oh, i
0: like it. about martinis is it's it's if it's made right it's only two ingredients and depending on the ratio of those two ingredients uh, you can get a very different flavor or taste mm. yeah so uh yeah, you get a try martini. Uh, yeah. Uh, um.
1: But again, they have all sorts of different cocktails. So anything you really fancy, you can probably get from tequila based, rum based, mm. whiskey based, uh, vodka based, brandy based. Tequila. Ooh,
0: tequila. Tequila. Beer-based.
1: Beer based, any of that kind of yummy stuff yep. you can order there.
0: Yeah. And again, it's a, it's a very friendly, welcoming place. So I'd say, you know, it's easy to get in, um, and just, you know, ask. And, uh, I'm sure that they'll be willing to help out, um, And if you're, you know, on your second or third round, you're probably getting a little bit hungry. (laughs) So we've got some recommendations of things that you can order.
1: We're always hungry.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got to have something to nibble on while you're So what
1: goes well with a nice whiskey?
0: Ah, so the... Japanese uh, whiskey. This is something that I had only discovered since coming to Japan, and coming to a Japanese whiskey bar. Uh, But it's a very common thing. Again, kind of goes back to this idea of like, you know, the 19... 70s or 80s Japan, the Showa period, uh, when everybody was drinking whiskey, and what would they choose? They choose the raisin butter. <laughs>
1: Obvious choice. Which yes, is yeah.
0: Why was... would you choose anything else? I mean, it's uh, it sounds exactly as it as it is. I don't
1: know. I think it's because raisin and butter are both very foreign things in Japan, ah. but they're both kind of things you can buy <laughs> the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> so if you wanted to make your own raisin butter, you you could. You
0: could, that's right. But it's a
1: very non, like it's very Japanese now, but at the time it was probably very non like right. raisin, butter, what are those?
0: Yeah, and to mix them together as well. Oh. I think th- I think the way that they make it, though, is they don't just take any sort of off-the-shelf butter and just put some <laughs> raisins in it, because that would be absolutely terrible. Because I've had it a few times, I was thinking, oh, man, this is very strange. It comes usually, they're like, you know, in the size of like a quarter or like a, you know, small mm-hmm, dollar, mm-hmm. and... Uh, uh, they're served on ice. So it's like these little pucks of butter that have these little brown spots on that are raisin. But I think because they actually mix it with rum, so you've kind of got the rum raisin, yeah,
1: rum raisin. Uh, yes.
0: flavor to it. So they probably mix it from, you know, the good places probably make their own butter, uh, essentially. Um but yeah, if for some reason it just it goes well with whiskey, and they serve it on ice because you know if you let it sit too long you're gonna have it's
1: like rum raisin ice cream but with butter. Yeah, in with so butter
0: exactly. Cream. So you can <laughs> save calories by drinking the whiskey and the soda water, and then put them back on with the raisin uh, butter.
1: <laughs> yum. We should recommend. Uh... The raisin butter sandwiches from Ah, yes. The Hokkaido confectionery as well, Rokkate. Yes, that's right. So if you are in Hokkaido, you can eat the Ezoshika that we ran over with the train, <laughs> 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 and then the uh, raisin butter sandwiches.
0: That's right. It sounds like you've got a, a, a wonderful course meal right there, ready for you, <laughs> straight from Hokkaido. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah, the other thing, we talked about this in one of our other episodes, um, uh, but, uh, mm. napoli
1: Yeah, right,
0: the, uh, ketchup, uh, pasta, which is...
1: The one at cocktail is actually very nice.
0: It is very nice. It's, it's very um, nice. how would you describe it? I mean, the one that, uh, we mentioned at uh, Donzoko is like, that's a classic sort mm. of, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but this one has a little bit more, I don't know, class or, I don't know. It
1: it's does, like, it does.
0: It's just done very
1: well. Ketchup, spaghetti. That's right. Done well. <laughs> ketchup, spaghetti, raisin butter. raisin, butter. I know we're yeah. making it sound very appetizing yeah. for you all. So, so, I mean, <laughs> again, cut to run. These are the things that you can get only there. get in Japan probably.
0: So <laughs> live it up. <laughs> raisin, butter, ketchup, spaghetti. Um, did you want to say anything about the the pizzas as well?
1: Oh, mixed pizza as well. I mean, I like, I, I, I just like Pizza. Yeah. And the ones that they have here is are quite nice as well. It's very simple. It, you know. It's yeah. kind of like your frozen pizza that basically you basically <laughs> in the US, but it it goes very nice when you're you're a bit hungry after mm-hmm. your, you know, second or third round of, of drinks mm. a mixed pizza goes very well.
0: It does. And you know, we're not talking about, you know, twelve, fourteen inch pizzas. These are oh, more no, like, you are know, are tiny. These are yeah.
1: like your what were those frozen pizzas back in the U.S.? Uh, eight, El, eight inches, El, maybe. Elmo, not Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> Elmo they had frozen pizzas that you can yes, eat for snacks. Yes, I remember. The I don't three remember the name snack of the brand with the, of them. Frozen pizza.
0: Yeah, I remember Tostino's. Did you ever have uh, those? I like that, yeah. Yeah.
1: But um, these are better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> tostino's the, are pretty
1: good. Mixed, mixed uh, pizza yeah. and uh, nothing.
0: Yeah. Uh and you know, again we can't uh review a place without really talking about their re- uh the restrooms. Uh so <laughs> <laughs> Yoshida Cocktail has uh, uh in the back they've got a uh very sort of old fashioned style toilet. Uh they've got I think two restrooms actually. There's probably one that has the old fashioned style toilet and then one that's sort of a more of a regular.
1: The whole place is kind of a maze, actually. I think they've like stuck two two stores together actually so that's why it's ah. a bit of a, a maze so i think one of the places has an old toilet and one of the places has a new toilet and they right. stuck them together
0: so the old, old toilet we're talking about like <laughs> you know not just the ones where you've got the the flush lever or anything like. That. it's actually the chain pole right so there's a big wooden box in the ceiling and then you pull the handle and uh, flushes the toilet
1: don't yank on it too hard and that's
0: right yeah this is probably i mean this is an antique uh 1800s, sort of, uh, uh, yeah, regal style toilet. So you can, yeah, you can feel like you're, you know, living the high class without having to pay all of the price for it, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) you get your, your whiskey and your raisin butter and uh, (laughs) served by you know people in waistcoats and bow ties.
1: Uh, But yeah, definitely a a recommended place. Yotzia cocktail cocktail. and And then cocktail. And then once you've had your cocktail, you can uh, venture out and, and visit some of the other places in araki which we will try to feature again in one of these podcasts. But yeah. um, one of my favorite places in, in Tokyo, definitely Arakicho.
0: We should do an Araki-cho um, nihonshu, uh, nihonshu Japanese uh, Sake yes. episode. Lots
1: of Japanese Sake. a
0: lot of Sake places there. Uh, in
1: yeah. in araki They have a few craft beer places yep. as well um some interesting <laughs> it's just got some lots of interesting bars and and little places
0: yeah and i'd say probably the you mentioned it's like in yotsuya it's between shinjuku the closest station's probably more like yotsuya Yotsiya sanchome yeah.
1: and akebonobashi yep, that's it's in right. between those two stations
0: yeah great so yotsuya cocktail and rakicho and bistro shin
1: Thank you for listening. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and look us up at two 2Drinkingbuddies.com.
0: We'd also really appreciate it if you left us a review and some feedback.
1: Yes, please.
0: So until next time, kampai and matane.